Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Shona Ward. So, um, I got quite a simple word, I believe, from, from the Lord for you today. Um, but it was just trying to tie in and make things practical for how do we leave our boats on the shore? What do we do um, if we need to, you know, we've been encouraged to follow Jesus, to leave everything behind and follow him. So I thought of um, some of the things that we follow. Uh, Now, at the moment, we're all following government guidelines because there's a pandemic on and we want to stop the spread of this virus. um, And so we're following the guidelines. Uh, Now, for some, that's meant complete shielding. For some, it's meant creating little bubbles. Um, For some, it's meant basically they've just been on their own. Um, So praise God that in all of that, there's been a way made where we can connect in, you know, in a different way, but we've still been able to connect. But those guidelines have been in place and they still are. Um, but praise God, we're beginning to see the light and come out of some of the, the more stringent um, restrictions. So I was thinking, okay, so what other things do we follow? Um, and, and I came up with a great, great big long list. Um, so recipes, for those of us who, who like to cook or who've got the responsibility of a family and looking after children and whatever, it's like, yes, there are recipes to help us. Um, I remember when I first got married, um, and I didn't cook, and, and, and Brian proposed, and part of the conversation was, you do know I don't really cook. I, I could do your beans on toast, uh, you know. But praise God, I have expanded my repertoire of recipes. But recipes are good, but there's no point in having a recipe book if you don't actually open it and go to the shop and get the ingredients and bring it all back and mix them all together and follow the instructions. So, so it is with a lot of things that we follow in the, in the word. We've got a pattern to follow. We've got things to follow. But if we don't actually put those things to, into practice, like we had an amazing testimony from Michelle of how she put things into practice. And so we grow and so we follow and so we become the fishers of men, which Jesus has um, called us to follow him for. There's other examples. Um, I like to knit, um, but I'm not very good at just getting some wool and making up a pattern. I have to get the pattern, get the right wool, get the right size needles, and then follow. I have to know what the, all those little words like P1 or K1 or, you know, YRN, yarn round needle, um, you know, so you have, to, you have to know all these things in order to follow the pattern. Um, footy clubs. You know, if you follow a football club, um, it's a great example of how you have to forsake all others. Because, you know, you only follow the one football club. Um, I, I have, since um, quite a young um, girl, followed Liverpool. Um, when I was growing up, um, they were full of Scottish players, uh, you know, and so I was Scottish, obviously. Um, 
And so it was like, yay, this is Liverpool. They're a great team. They're doing fantastic. They were, you know, and I followed them through all the ups and downs of, you know, not being quite so good, but then winning, you know, European Cups and things. And, you know, it's, it's one thing, but I don't, I don't support Spurs, um, but my husband does. So, you know, the, there are times when I have to be a less vociferous follower of Liverpool um, in order to let my husband enjoy being a follower of Spurs. You know, so, but it was just a, a humorous thing. But, you know, you see people following a football club with a lot of passion. You know, they, they, you, they put everything into it. They know all the players. They know the past. They know the present. They've got, they've got the shirts. Um, you know, they've got the scarves. And they go to the games and watch the games. You know, there's, there's a passion about it. And, it, um, and a, a great friend of mine said, oh, do you know, wouldn't it be great if Christians followed Jesus the way men follow their football clubs? You know, the, there's that passion about it. There's that joy about it. You know, there's that, I'm all in for it. And um, yeah, and you forsake all the other ones. So, you know, it's like, it, I thought it was quite a funny um, Example, there's following paths. You know, we went um, to Hong Kong because at the time my son was working out there and we thought, what a great, great way to have a lovely holiday and see Peter at the same time. And he said, I'll take you on a little hike. Um, now, for those who know Peter, he's quite an adventurous person. He leads lots of expeditions as part of his job. He's currently working in Vietnam. Um, and so we went over to Hong Kong. We managed to get from the, the station to the place we were staying because we'd got instructions on what bus to get and where to get off. Um, and it felt all a bit strange because um, although a lot of people in Hong Kong speak very good English, you still have sea signs in you're going to this village and you can't pronounce the village. It, you know, so, but praise God we got there. And we'd, we'd organised one day to go and meet um, Tiffany and Peter at the Hong Kong site in um, Hong Kong, at the Outward Bound site in Hong Kong. And we were going to go on a nice trip. Well, it, it started off well. We got on the right bus, got up the road. Um, and then for some reason, Tiff and Peter were busy in conversation and forgot to say, oh, we need to get off here. And so the bus gaily went past the bit where we were supposed to get off um, and went down the other side of this mountain. Um, and so the, the, the hike ended up being a long one. Um, you ask Brian about it. <laughs> but, but it was an adventure. And, and sometimes when you're following paths, you're not quite sure where the adventure is going to go. Abraham, in the Bible, was told to, you know, pack up your tent. Come on, we're off. We're going. I'm going to take you into this land. And he's going, don't know where the land is. And, you know, sometimes following God can be a bit like that. We were a bit like that. We're living here in Scarborough. And God, we were living in Perth. And God said, I want you to move to Scarborough. And um, I'd never been to Scarborough before. So, you know, in my wisdom, I thought, well... Where is Scarborough? What's it like? Will it be nice? And 
we had a wise friend who said, okay, well, come and see, you know, come and see and see if that really is what God's saying to you. Um, and so we did that and we've ended up here and it's been amazing. And it has been a journey and it has been an adventure, um, you know, but we're still here and we're still going. And, and sometimes that's what following um, is all about. It's, it's like you have to f f forsake things. I had to forsake living in Scotland, in Perth, which was, you know, my family's hometown. Although I've been in the, in the Air Force and travelled around a lot. Um, it's like, it's a place that I always thought of as home. And so I had to leave that behind in order to come here to Scarborough to follow Jesus. And sometimes, you know, we think, yes, follow Jesus. It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. You know, if some of you have had, you know, pasts that you're, you're glad you, you've left behind, it, you know, it, it, you can start following Jesus with a kind of rose-tinted spectacles. But actually, it's not. Because following Jesus is all about following him and doing the things that he did. He's the example. Um, and he set an example by dying, by going to the cross. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, there are things that you have to give up that are real, that, that are hard things to give up. Um, but Jesus had a, had a purpose and he wasn't going to be diverted for that purpose because he knew that he was doing what the Father wanted him to do and that he, by his death he would make a way for all of us to come to know him. So sometimes when you're asked to follow, you might not get the purpose of it straight away, but actually Jesus has always got a plan and a purpose for um, asking you to do things or asking you not to do things, as the case may be. Another example I had was like a diet. You know, all these things that I've been saying, that, um, they've all got a, a purpose behind them. So most times it's like you diet because you want to lose weight. I've been on several at different times because I've wanted to lose weight so that I could fit into a dress, um, which you won't see me in often, but when Naomi and Alex were getting married, Naomi was going, no, mum, you have to wear a dress and you have to do the hat because, you know, mother of the bride. And, you know, for those who know me, I'm quite an adventurous, sporty type of person and I don't really wear a lot of dresses or skirts or things. You know, I'm much more comfortable in my jeans and my, you know, my tops and things. Um, but, you know, it was Naomi's wedding and she was my daughter and I loved my daughter and I didn't want to let her down. I wanted to you know, be the mum that she could be proud of on her wedding day. So I went on a diet. Now, if you're on a diet, you have to give up things. There's no point in saying, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a diet and I'm going to lose weight if you walk past the bakers and eat the donuts and say, ooh, look, ooh, look. Um, and sometimes our eyes <laughs> can, can lead us astray um, if you're on a diet. Um, and so that's where it's good to have some friends who will stand by you and say, no, no, come on, you're losing weight. You want to, you know, and they, they remind you of what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so in, in the word, um, there are so many um, things that remind you of what you're doing it for, why you're doing it, what the purpose is. Um, and God has given us a body. Um, in Ephesians, which I'll have here, in one of my many 
one of my many um, bookmarks. Here we go. In Ephesians, it reminds us that we're, we're all in a body. The whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So some of the things that we're called to are for the benefit of others. They're, they're so that the whole body grows, so that the whole body does, and so that um, God's purposes for the body that you belong to can be fulfilled. And, and those, are good, those are good purposes. Throughout the, the Old Testament, you hear about how God is a good God. In the New Testament, we hear about how God is a good father. And when we ask him for things, he gives us those things. If we ask him um, for bread, he doesn't give us a rock. You know, it's like he, he is a good father. He wants to give good things um, to his, his people. So dieting. And I thought sometimes when you're on a diet, it's, it's a good idea to have some scales. Um, just to measure your progress. Uh, because sometimes your body will convince you that you're losing weight because you'll feel, oh, I must be losing weight. I've, you know, I've, I've given up the, a chocolate. I've given up crisps. I've given up cakes. I must be losing weight. And then you go on the scales and they tell you, well, you've still got a way to go. Um, so, you know, there are some things that are good to have along your way for your, so that you can fulfill your purpose. So I'm just going to look up some scriptures that I've got down here. John 15, 26, which I don't know off by heart, but it must be good because I've marked it to, to read. So, yes. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Jesus was on the earth for a limited time. So how can we follow Jesus today when he's with the Father? But he went to be with the Father so that he could send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us and with us when we give our lives over to Jesus. When we say, right, Jesus, I'm forsaken everything and I'm going to follow you. And we get we get this amazing helper called the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to lead us, um, to draw us closer to the Father so that we will know exactly what it is we need to do so that God can enable us to be the fishers of men that he has called us to be. Because when we become a newborn Christian, it is like we're, we're a newborn Christian and we have to learn how to do things. We have to grow. We have to um, develop. There are things that, you know, it's easy to look at a baby um, and see the natural growth and how they spend time. But that needs, that needs time. time. Time implies that you have to persevere at something. You have to keep going at something. It's not just a, boop, there we are, and we're, and we're all ready. Um, so there are things that, that need to grow. And that led me to um, the seeds and the sower. And it's a very familiar 
passage, so I'm not going to go to it, but you, you know it, the, where there's different seeds and they grow. And God was talking to me about, um, about the soil. You have to plant in good soil. You know, there's no point in having a packet of seeds and putting it on the shelf and expecting the seeds to grow. They have to go into the soil in order for them to grow. And that's like Jesus was saying, that's like your old life. It needs to, to die, get put into the good soil, and then it will grow. But seeds need water. Seeds need light. Seeds need warmth in order to, to grow and to nourish. And that's why God's given us a body to be part of, so that we can be planted and rooted alongside others in the good soil and that will grow um, and will produce fruit. God wants us to be um, bearers of good fruit. He calls us that. He says, you know, I, I want you to bear fruit because that will glorify the Father. We have a purpose in life to follow Jesus, to be fishers of men, to glorify the Father, to bring him glory and honor. And you kind of like think, wow, that's amazing. So if I follow um, God, if I have time with him, if I listen to what he's doing, if I, if I do what he's telling me to do, then I will grow good fruit. I will be like the tree by, that's planted by the water. And speaking of um, journals, I, I used to keep a diary um, when I was at school, you know, and it'd be full of things like, this is the timetable, because that's another thing you follow sometimes, you follow timetables. And, it and it's good, it tells you where you're meant to be at what time you're meant to be. And that means that when you're a, an adult, when you've got work at a certain time, you know to turn up and to be, at, to be there at that time so that, you know, you'll get your wages because you're not much of a worker if you don't turn up at the right place at the right time, um, as you'll quickly find out. But, um, but we are meant to, to bear fruit. And if we do what we're meant to do, then we will bear fruit. And a journal is a good way of spending time with God keeping you it's like the scales on the diet it keeps you can help keep you on track um and so when I became a Christian I thought oh right okay so rather than just put in I've got this at this time I've got that at that time I've got a journal where I can think right I'm reading this word and this is what God's saying for me to do and then I can keep track and I go well did I do what God asked me to do on Tuesday it's 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 Saturday now, and no, I haven't done it yet. You know, so it, it's those kind of things. But it's also um, looking back, it's a testimony of how faithful God is. It's like God said to me he would do that. And, you know, then you can write, yeah, it was done. Here it is. Like Gemma's testimony, we prayed for her grandmother, and praise God, her grandmother's better and recovering and coming out of hospital. And you think, yes, hallelujah. There's a, a testimony to the faithfulness and goodness uh, of God and his healing power today. Um, and so, you know, I, I had a, a love of Canada um, that was birthed in me when my um, second cousin, I think it is, emigrated with my auntie to, um, to Canada. Um, and although we said auntie, she wasn't a, first, a full auntie, she, um, but anyway, it was, like, it was like this person had gone on this amazing adventure and, oh, I'd love to go there, you know. And actually, 
that dream had been there for a long, 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 long time. Um, but it, it didn't go away. I, it was always one of those things, oh, I'd love to go to Canada, got, you know. And then Peter, my youngest, um, moved from Hong Kong to Canada. And so we got to go on another holiday. But it was like an amazing dream fulfilled. And sometimes when your dreams get fulfilled, you feel like a dream. It's a little bit surreal, you know, and you go, oh, wow, here I am. Pinch me, I'm in Canada, sort of thing. And, oh, there's a Mountie. Oh, you know, a real live one. A, you, know, you know, not a cartoon one, a real live one. Um, and, it was, and it's amazing, but sometimes we have to persevere with dreams. Sometimes they're things that we can have, but God gives us the desires of our hearts. Um, but we persevere, we persevere. So that brought me on to the... Um, I was thinking about what we said about the fruit of the Spirit. So Galatians 5 and 23, which is over here. Ephesians. Which order is it in? Galatians and Ephesians, yeah, right. There we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control. These are the fruits that God will, is growing in all of us. And at different times and in different spaces, he'll be growing different fruits. So just like in the natural, you have to know what the seasons are so that you can be effective in growing a natural fruit or vegetable, whichever one it is that you would, you're growing. Um, so we have to know the times um, that God is, and the seasons that God has for us in our life. And what is it that he's trying to grow in you at that moment? He might be, he might be um, growing some joy in your life. He might be saying, you know, the joy of the Lord is, is your strength. So take my joy, take it, take my joy, let it grow and be a joyful person. It might be that you need some peace. There might be things that are, are troubling you. And God is saying, I am the Prince of Peace. Take my peace. Take it in. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste that peace. Um, grow that in you. And you will be a person of peace. Because all of these things are reflections of the character and nature of the one that we're following. And just like a son or a daughter will reflect the character and nature of the parents that nurture them and grow them so we will reflect the father as we walk alongside him and as we allow him to place these seeds in us and to grow them um, and to allow them to, to be grown in our in our hearts now as I was living these putting these down I thought these are the good seeds so what is it that we need to let go of these are when we follow Jesus it you know as Pastor Paul was saying we we forsake things so what are the things that um God asks us to forsake so this was one Peter this is in one Peter 2 where he says 
Therefore, lay aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, all envy, all evil, all evil speaking. And I thought, yeah, so what is malice? Well, malice is a desire to cause pain or injury or distress to another. Well, what would we want with that in our, in our lives? What would we want? What part of God would that possibly reflect? So we get rid of, we get rid of all those things. Um, we get rid of envy, you know, like, can't remember how far back it was now, but I remember Dave Thomas talking about comparison. And almost it's like that if you compare, you can, you can have, it can allow envy to grow in you. And you don't want that to grow in you. You want, to, you want God to let you know how precious you are how amazing you are and what God will do in your life, not what he might be doing in somebody else's or what he might be growing in somebody else's life. So we get rid, so we get rid of that. We get rid of deceit. And how do we get rid of deceit? By knowing what the truth is, by knowing who the truth is, so that we're determined that we will only follow what the truth says. So when in the world you might be challenged as to... Um, who Jesus really is or who God really is, you say no, you speak up and you say no, God the Father is a good father because you've spent time with him, because you've allowed him to grow the seeds in you that need to be grown in you. Um, and then that read me back to, but why? You know, what's, what's the plan and what's the purpose? And it is like in... Um, 1 Peter 2.9, it says, because we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And that's it. We're meant to walk in his amazing light, that light that sent Jesus to be our example, that Jesus came to be the good shepherd. Jesus came to be the way, to be the light, to be the life, to be the joy, to be the hope in our lives. And so in order for us to be followers, fishers of men, we follow him and we follow the example that, that, he, that he gave for us. Because we're, we're, we've got a purpose. God has got a purpose in his church being here. Um, and for us at Kingdom Faith Yorkshire, for being where we are, you know, when, um, when I first came to um, Scarborough, the, the phrase was, you know, we're here for such a time as this, um, which refers back to Queen Esther and how Queen Esther, by being courageous, by being brave, by listening to wisdom, was able to save her whole people. And we're here in Scarborough, in our communities, and if we, if we have that same spirit in us, that same listening to wisdom, listening to what God's saying, we are here for such a time as this. We are here to see our neighbours transformed, our community transformed. We are here to be the fishers of men, to bring them to know who Jesus really is and who they can truly be um, if they too follow him. So I was... Um, I was thinking um, it made some of this um, made me remember about um, Viktor Frankl and the, you know how he said in between the um, stimulus 
there is space and you, you, you then have a response. And I thought, so this is the word. It's been sewn into your lives. So you can have space so that you can respond. If you, if you have, um, if you have a, if you are on a diet, you can see something. But if you know you've got a purpose, you, you kind of like think, nope, there's a stimulus, that cake looks nice, but here's the diet and here's what I'm aiming for. So there's a space and then I can choose what is the wise thing to do. And I think sometimes with the word of God, when we hear it, we say, all right, okay, I've heard it. Now, what do I do with that? And my response would be, what, what seed is it that you're, that you're hearing that you need to plant in order for God to grow that good fruit in you? God's word doesn't return to it void. It has a, it has a plan and it has a purpose. So I've listened to what God's been saying to me and I've spoken it out. And so the response then is, is your response. What is your response to the word? What is, what is your response? You know, sometimes people would hear Jesus and see Jesus and they'd, they'd um, respond with, um, with offense, with who is this man? What does he think he's doing? You know, um, why are his disciples doing this? And we can, we can sometimes do like that as well, can't we? We can have that little bit of, oh, that, that pricked, what's that, you know, what's he trying to say? And as Pastor Paul has said, sometimes we pick things up the wrong way, but that's completely not what we're saying. And so I think sometimes we need to, we need to take a, a step back from sometimes when we hear things and say, is that what God is saying? Is that what I need to do? And like, um, like everything, because we're in a body, Sometimes there is a bit of miscommunication, but if we learn to communicate well, then any misunderstandings, any misrepresent, misrepresentation of what we were saying can be, can be easily overcome and can help us grow stronger as a body together. So in that sense, the challenge is, what is your, what is your response um, going to be? In the... Um, in the prayer, and actually as part of what I was saying, it was like, get rid of the weights that so easily beset you. You know, if you, if you're, um, if you are trying to get fit, if you're trying to um, lose weight, you, have, you, you, you kind of like think, right, I have to get rid of the things that, that, stump, that cause me to stumble in, the, in that game. I, I, need to, I need to get rid of those things. So that's why I think God was saying, yes, this is it. It's a time to get rid of those things because God wants us to grow. God wants us to expand. God wants us to be fruitful in our lives and in our relationships um, so that we will be that holy nation, so that we will be walking in his amazing light. So that is all I think that, um, that God is, is saying to me. Yeah. So... Ah, there you go. Thank you, Shona. You're welcome. Praise God. Um, I wrote the quote down that you were, you were alluding to. 
because I couldn't remember the exact wording either. Uh, the quote from Viktor Frankl, who uh, is um, Dr. Viktor Frankl, who is a Holocaust camp survivor, is between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Amen. It's a powerful quote, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you everybody for watching. It's been great to be with you this week. And so from Shana and myself, God bless you everybody. And have a great Holy Week, a time to spend some time reflecting on God. I uh, hope to connect with you on Thursday, however you join in with that. Don't forget all the, the other things we mentioned for the children. And uh, if not, and even if, we'll see you on Easter Sunday. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.